it feels like, it really feels like we're going to take forever to figure out how to do this live streaming shit. Oh, that fucks up the algorithm. Maybe I shouldn't have said that like that. One. <laughs> One, two. One, two. Y'all can't even hear this. Check me out right here, yo. Yo, the sun don't shine forever, but as long as it's here, then we might as well shine together. Better now than never, business before pleasure. P. Diddy and the fam, who you know do it better. Yeah, right, no matter what, be airtight. So when you hear something, make sure you hear it right. Don't make an ass out of yourself by assuming my music keeps you moving. What are you proving? You know that I'm two levels above you, baby. Hug me, baby. I'ma make you love me, baby. Talking crazy ain't gonna get you nothing but choke. And that jealousy is. It's only gonna leave you broke. So the only thing left now is God for these cats. And babe, you know you're too hard for these cats. I'ma win cause I'm too smart for these cats. While they making up facts, you uh, making up flat. In the commission, you ask for permission to hit him. He don't like me, him and wild wife, he was with him. You heard of us, the murderers, most shady. Been on the low lately, the feds hate me. The sun is they say my killing's too blatant. You hesitating, I'm in your mama crib waiting. Not taping, your fam. What's going on, beautiful people? My name is Xavier Labo. Welcome to the Xavier Labo Show. If you're listening on the podcast, you can hear that. If you're not listening on the podcast and you're watching live, I cannot play music that I don't own and I don't plan to. Hey, how y'all like the new lighting? Because it was too sexy before. You li- y'all like this? Like, right? It's hot as shit, yo. I gotta stop cussing. Okay. Mm, I can't help it. I'm from New York, right? So I cuss a lot. And I apologize, because I don't mean any malice by cussing. I just can't help myself. But hey, today's episode is brought to you by me, Kasabian Lavo. Head over to klavo.com, and that's how you keep this whole thing moving about. Just go to klavo.com, hit uh, the podcast link, like, subscribe, go to the YouTube, like, subscribe, look at the merch, pick up some merch. Some dope, I got some dope hoodies. Uh, my music, stream my music. Don't you don't even gotta buy it, just stream it. And if you really like it, buy it, and then tell somebody about it. But mostly buy it because streaming it doesn't really pay well. Just just saying. Uh, and Popple, oh Popple's gonna kill. Popple, I'm so sorry. Popple, Popple is so dope. Oh. hold on, I'm gonna have one of my kids bring me to Popple because I brought my kid with me today. Hold on. Bring, oops, bring me my popple. It's on the table. No, this is worth it. I promise you. Like, it's popple is super dope. But when my daughter brings it, we'll talk about it. Um, so somewhere along like the way of me doing the show, I kind of lost what I was doing with the show. Um, this shit was like a diary. I gotta stop cussing. <sighs> okay, this show thing that I do honestly um it's because I know too much and I gotta get it off my chest I really just be losing it by um having so much information and although it's pretty awesome to have a lot of information if you don't get to talk about it it drives you fucking crazy so I gotta do this and the reason why I like doing this is because I feel like our biggest weakness from impoverished neighborhoods and ghettos is that we didn't learn this stuff. Um, and by stuff, I mean life in America. They didn't teach us credit. You got it? Where's the other one? You only said this one. No, the one that was on the... Oh, this is it. Yeah, my bad. Your little 
pink ass fucking fingertip scared me. I thought it was the other one. Yeah, I'm live. I can't see you. All right. Um, so sorry about that. My daughter, I fucking love her to death. So uh, in this country, a lot of us are foreigners. Let's, you know, let's just fucking call it for what it is. And we don't really necessarily understand how to work, uh, the rules of the land, as far as money goes, I think our biggest weakness from the the ghettos and, and, and the poverty-stricken neighborhoods, which I speak of, are the ones that I grew up in and that I understand. And I feel like, uh, you know, you get the most creative minds out of neighborhoods that way because there's nothing to do. Like, they're not spoiled. They have to be very creative and they have to be able to um, keep themselves entertained, which is something that's a, a very difficult feat for a child. And then today, like, you know what, to be honest... I wouldn't even know what today's ghettos look like with all the technology that we have. So we're going to talk about credit and we're going to talk about cash. Uh, I'm a realtor. Besides doing all these things, I sell homes. Uh, Our biggest weakness that uh, I have with my clients is credit. They don't understand it. They don't get the process of it. And we're going to start putting together uh, a Zoom class where I explain the home buying process and bring on guests that can help you. further understand and learn uh, what you need to do to purchase a home, how the purchasing process works, the credit that you would need. You know, when you're speaking to a loan officer, the terms that they're going to tell you, that they're going to be speaking to you in which you should understand before even going. Like you, you shouldn't go sit down with a banker without at least knowing what's what. Understand APR, understand what your down payment is. And if you don't, that's fine. That's why I'm doing this because we, we weren't taught this. Right. So while we weren't taught things like uh, saving for a home, while we weren't taught things like uh, investments, while we weren't taught things like, you know, stocks and understanding how stocks work and why um, these tax brackets really matter and, and where our tax money goes, because no matter how poor you are, you still are paying taxes and they're taking a bit of it. So every time you earn money, the government takes the United States government doesn't make any products. They don't have any money. The money comes from you the United States citizen. Now, that's kind of heavy. I didn't even want to do that. Why'd y'all make me do that? Oh, man. Y'all like my red shirt? Like, I can't see nobody's comments. It's kind of sucky. But anyway, check this out. Boom. That's popple. You see that? So I glued mine to my other phone. And now I got to order a bunch more because I got a couple new phones. So popple, basically... Oops, I don't want to show y'all that. (sighs) Popple's a digital business card. Watch. Uh, that's me. Oh, I was kind of nervous that it was my web browser because I didn't know what was going to open. Look at that guy. You see that guy? No, you don't. Focus camera. Focus. All right, that guy, that's me. What the fuck? Come on, show me. Oh, oops. No, wrong thing. Okay, hold on. I'm going to show you. No. I don't do Popple on this side, and I don't use it on this phone, so whatever. Either way. Use Popple. Why? Because in the post-corona world, Popple is the digital business card that you've been looking for. Like, literally, you can walk up to somebody, bloop, bloop. You can pop them. They can pop you. That simple. Just hold it up to the back of the phone. That's all you got to do. Boom. Opens right up. They get all your information. You get their information. They pop you. You pop them. I mean, honestly, how else would you want to exchange information when you don't want nobody to really touch you? You know what I'm saying? So head over to Popple. Let me save you some money. Go to Popple, then use Xavier Lava at checkout. You can save 
Let me help you start your business. Let me help you market yourself. In this, I mean, look, there's nothing new in selling anything. If you don't want to have a regular job, if you want to make as much money as you've ever made, if you want to be free, you got to get into sales. I mean, that's just the only way to look like there's the only way that you'll ever be your own boss is if you're in control of how much you make. And a commission based job is something that is going to put you in that spot. And something like Popple is going to get your name, your face, your brand, your everything out there. And why not save money? Who doesn't want to save money? Talk about a Black Friday deal. Use Kasabian Lavo and then come watch the show. And I'm going to teach you how to make more money with the money that you saved. So go to Popple.co. Popple, y'all see it? P-O-P-L dot C-O. And then to check out Kasabian Lavo. It's, it's really long, but I'm going to put it in the description. My name is super long and it's really not like the best to read off. What else? Hey, yo, shout out to Cookies and Redwood Cultivation. I really want to shout out Redwood Cultivation. Uh, they're in Nevada. They grow uh, cannabis. Uh, I'm trying to come up with the right words to let it sound sophisticated. Look, they grow some amazing, amazing cannabis. And they started growing cookies. I'm a designer weed whore. I like smoking cookies. It's fucking awesome. If you do not smoke marijuana, that's cool. I'm not the one that's going to tell you to. I have problems mentally. Let me tell you how dark it gets for me. Just real fast. I was thinking today, my kids have about 44 years with me left. 43. That scared the shit out of me. That's just where my head goes. That's why I smoke. Shout out to Red Bull Cultivation because Cookies makes an indoor uh, an indoor tree and then they have an outdoor. Now... There is a difference. Flavor-wise, it doesn't taste the same. Um, I'm really not going to shout out who grows the outside stuff, but it just doesn't hit the same. So Redwood grows, I'm telling you, it's phenomenal cannabis. Seriously, look up Redwood. It's amazing. They're at Planet 13 here in Las Vegas, and they're in other shops, but that's where I was introduced to them, so I'm going to shout them out there. They grow for Tyson Ranch. They grow for, I mean, you know, Top Shelf. It's all top shelf. Um, check out their cookies and what they're doing. Like those guys take great botany and then expand and blow it up. So shout out to Redwood. Um, if y'all don't, uh, I'll put their name up on the Instagram post or whatever. So y'all can check this out and hear what I got to say about that. The Gary Payton that they're growing, by the way, made my mouth drool. I almost had like to wipe my face. It was ridiculous. So let me know when that's ready. And Redwood, like, you know, sponsor me or something. I'll come by, do some commercials. You know, what's going on, beautiful people? My name's Kasabian Lavo. Make sure you come and bring your plants here. Whatever we got to do, let's make it work. All right? I'm, I'm available. Corona got me slowed down. I'm available. I'm here. What else we got going? Let's talk about the election real fast and get it out of the way because it's, uh, it's not good. It's not good what's going on. And... Both sides are going to have an issue with this, right? Like, <sighs> once Corona hit, I knew it was going to be very hard for 45 to stay in office. Donald Trump, no matter what, had the cards stacked against him because he lost one element in this race that he had in the last race, which was he'd never raced before. He had never ran. He had never uh, put himself in the public in this manner. And nobody took him serious. So it was almost like an uppercut right down the middle. Boom. Surprise. And he won. Um, 
the cars were stacked against them. Do I... I want a fair election. Let me just say that first. Like everybody else, I think we all want a fair election. And we're just over all of this shit. But let me tell you how pathetic things really are. Because ever since the election was over, right? All of a sudden, half the shows have opened back on the strip. The stores move them stupid ass one-way aisle things. Like things are changing. You know, things are loosening up. I'm starting to see less masks already. All right. Now, one, it is very irresponsible for the Biden-Harris team to say they've won. They're not certified in any states. They, as of right now, we're still counting. So they aren't anything. Nobody's a winner in this race yet. Uh, Bush, 2000. This happened with him and Al Gore. The hang valets, like the, 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 the hole in and punch all the way through. And the count was off. There was a recount. Bush won. But as of election night, it was Al Gore that was supposed to be our new president. That didn't happen. Uh, Bush actually... Pulled the victory, and December 13th on my birthday, he was named president. President-elect, excuse me. So this isn't something that doesn't happen. The difference now from then is social media, and we have a huge age gap, which causes a lot of confusion and a lot of people talking over each other without understanding each other. My one thing is, if you're willing to listen, I'm willing to explain what's going on, only if you care, because I feel like if I tell you what's going on and you don't give a fuck, What's the point, right? So I'll make it as simple as I can. Um, if you had a competition of some sort and it was uh, very close and you had the option to have a recount, to double check things just to make sure it's a pretty big deal, you would take it too. Now, some people say, fuck him, he don't deserve it. That's fine. I'm not here to argue. Now, has there been fraud? I don't know. I don't have proof can't say there has been uh can we say that some shit don't sound right like why did they wait till election night to start counting the mail-ins like trump won that night and then they started counting the mail-ins like once you know how much he had all of a sudden y'all had more take it how you want to take it if it was the other way around i'd say the same shit I'd say the same shit. That's crazy. What do you mean? <laughs> Wait, we won. And then all of a sudden you're like a hundred thousand past us. What? So, yeah, I want to recount. I just wanted to be fair. Honestly, I don't even want Trump to be in the office again because I think that shit is the most detrimental thing that he could do to himself. And honestly, we haven't seen what the new transition's going to be. I'm a conservative. I don't look like the conservatives of yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of us. I believe a lot of Spanish people are conservatives and don't even realize it because the rhetoric that they hear on their outlets, their news outlets is just all one-sided. It's unfair. It's the reason why I do this show to give you the other perspective and, and keep shit, you know, at least relative because you know, you can't ball ball, ball my New York accent. You can't ball up every little issue to make one point. To make a point, just be direct. You know, they always say he's this, he's that. And I say, give me one example. And then they just give you a bunch of shit. They never give you one example because they can't. That's fine. Do I trust Biden? Fuck, bro. I don't trust Biden for shit. But guess what's going to happen under Biden? The White House, the government, all that shit's going to calm down. They're going to fuck us with no Vaseline and call us all types of names and give us free food stamps. And they're going to give us high gas prices. We're going to lose work. You're going to see 
peace and no fucking money. You gonna see. Uh, this is my prediction. You you gonna see people going to jail at an all time high. This defund the police business. Good luck. That's fucking disgusting. These people want to take guns. Way to go. Here we go with this bullshit. All right, Stalin. This is going to get scary, dude. They want to bring back Obamacare. He Literally, Biden's first fucking thing he said he wants to do is just uh, reverse every single thing Trump has done. Are you crazy? Do you know that because of Donald Trump, the minimum wage at the Ford factory changed in Mexico? He forced Mexico to pay them at a $16 rate. That was his... It, well, it was a compromise with Ford because they left here. So he said, hold up, let's really make this worth our while. And he pushed that and it worked. He's brought back tons of factories. Those factories will turn around, shut down and get the fuck out. You start raising taxes. Here's a, a, a few points that scare the shit out of me. And I think that it's always hard for me to give you my opinion and, and the feeling because I don't want to give you the feeling. I'm just saying on paper the shit that they're saying, I'm going to give you three things that scare me. One, taking away guns. That scares the shit out of me. Two, defunding the police. That scares the shit out of me. Three, reversing everything. Like, the the negative of everything Donald Trump doesn't make it a good thing. That's fucking stupid. Like, we've literally, yo, peace in the Middle East is happening right now. Ah, shit. Yo, oh, that hurt like a bitch. Ow. Anyway, like that that's really happening. Um, you know, our ties are really strong right now with all of our allies, no matter how the news wants to make it seem. If you really looked around, things are really good globally. Besides Corona, things are really good globally, no matter how you want it to look. We have a ginormous country and things are going fucking great. Now, I know people don't want to hear the good shit. But we have to be adults about it. Um, if Biden wins, I don't give a shit. Go for it. I do better when the economy's bad anyway. I capitalize when people are hurting. It's uh, the Warren Buffett way. When people are buying, you save. When people are, are saving, you spend. Once you go into save mode, it's a wrap. I'm buying everything up. Um, if Trump wins, cool. Let him win. Uh at this point, whoever wins is going to be fucking chaos because now we're going on a week of this shit and nobody knows what's going on. So um, we'll, we shall see what comes next. And if we have a new president, uh, Kamala Harris is another wonderful specimen of a person that should not be nowhere near that goddamn place. But hey, what do I know, right? I'm just a rapper. That's all. I don't know shit. Not until I run for governor. I'm going to be up there really talking shit. They're going to hate me when I'm up there. So let's talk about credit and let's talk about cash because I know that's what you're here for and I know nobody really gives a shit about the whole politic thing, but I'm going to always, always, always bring up politics because you need to know it. You just, you, you got to understand that our weaknesses is what causes our downfalls, meaning you won't take advice from a fat person about fitness. It doesn't make sense. You won't listen to a broke person about money. It doesn't make sense. We fail because we do not play the fucking game here. If we play the game, then we have a foot in the fucking race. You know, uh, equal opportunity does not mean equal outcome. You know, and Kamala Harris has this weird video 
online where they're showing that they're going to boost up people so that they start at the same level. You can't. Nobody starts at the same level. That's like a baby being mad that a, that a grown-up can walk. Or that's like when a kid gets mad that an adult can buy whatever the fuck they want. You see what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't make any sense. We just got to start where we start and stop comparing ourselves. If you focused on yourself and did better for yourself with schooling, education, with, with learning a trade, you can build wealth, own a home, you can open a business, you can do whatever you want. That's already there. There's nobody that needs to be in the White House that can fucking help you with that. That's the thing. It's already there. That's what this country's based on. That's why I fucking bring it up. So, equal outcome and equal opportunity is not the same thing. And I'm all for equal opportunity. I'm not for equal outcome because I don't think you can really achieve that in a fair way for anyone. Because a false sense of of entitlement just causes fucking hell. And then you you know you're you're giving people who don't really have uh, human beings are like meant to like struggle, like we're meant to go through things. And if you just baby it. Oh, come on, man. You make a weak ass human being. You know what I'm saying? Like you just you, you build a society of fucking weakness, just weakness. Competition is good. Free market is good. Hey, seeing who can do better. That's a good thing. You want to have the best. That's why we have the Olympics to see who has the best fucking people in the world. Like, what the fuck? This is what we we're based on this. Somebody said is sex uh, a need or a want are you fucking kidding me we're literally birthed to fuck give babies and die bro that's it that's all we do is just shoot out babies and done eat fuck and die that's what a human being is write that down and put it in stone somewhere so there's the dave ramsey style of thinking which i'm a dave ramsey baby and then there's the robert kawasaki i think his name is i have his book i haven't read it but i understand the premise and it, it'll give um, more details for you later when, you know, you do your own research. And I want everyone to read both books and both authors and, uh, you know, listen to their podcasts, listen to their radio shows. These are very, very intelligent money men. And they have two great styles of think. Actually, I have listened to Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I, I, I take that back. I just didn't like it. It was boring as shit. Um, but it doesn't mean that you have to listen to it, though. Like, I, I again, I understood the premise. So. I get what he was teaching and um, we'll get into that. So Ramsey teaches uh, a Christian like way. He believes in the Bible. So he has a huge Christian and evangelical following and, you know, don't live beyond your means. Only cash. If you don't have it, you don't buy it. Uh, You shouldn't buy it. if You don't have twice as much and, you know, self-invest. I believe in that 1000%. I was raised by my grandparents and that's what I was taught. It was always cash, 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 but that was also a detriment. So I'll explain. Uh, Dave Ramsey himself uh, at the time was worth, this is a story that Dave told and I, I love the story cause it's amazing. And it happened to me similarly, but mine wasn't as good as this one. Cause mine was some rap shit. His was, it was dope. So he wanted to acquire property. Okay. Dave doesn't have credit. He literally does everything cash. Everything. He walks into an apartment complex and puts in an application for an apartment and he gets denied. At the time, he was worth $8 million. That's cash. It's pretty fucking impressive. Dave puts in the app. They deny him. And he goes, oh, really? She goes, yeah, can't raise the apartment. You don't got any credit. And he goes, all right. He buys the whole complex because he could. 
bought the whole thing. No credit. So I ask you, what's credit for? What is credit? Why do we have credit if it doesn't make um, any sense to to have if a person can do what you can do with credit with cash, right? Well, leverage. And we'll get into that in a second. Dave has acquired wealth. Dave has a phenomenal product. Dave has a, a long-standing relationship with his audience. He is a very caring and loving teacher. When you listen to Dave, he's like, the. I didn't have a dad growing up. I had my grandfather. It's a different type of love. But Dave is like the dad you never had. And he teaches you things about money that are very important. I have read four of his books. I recommend every single book he's got. Um, Dave Ramsey helped me start my businesses. Okay. When I was on the road, I would listen to, to talk radio and I stumbled upon Ramsey. Listening to him talk was fucking amazing. Like I had so much liquid cash and I didn't have, I had credit. I had loans out. I, I owned so much shit. It was, yo, we had houses, we had cars, jewelry. There was everything everywhere. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was a dumb kid that got way too much money way too fast. And nobody told me what to do. And I didn't tell anybody how much we had or what we were doing with it. Because I felt like it was nobody's fucking business. So I'm, I'm on the road. Like when I'm traveling and I'm doing music, I don't listen to music. I don't listen to no one else's music. I listen to talk radio. It's what I do. Um, shit, it might even be the reason why I got into politics, but to be honest with you, I got into politics because of my business started doing so well and I started paying mad taxes and I was like, hold the fuck on. We got to fix this bullshit. This ain't right. So anyway, listening to Ramsey, I got my finances together. I had two cars cashed out, got rid of all my extra cars. I had six months worth of money cash, got rid of all our credit cards. I had, uh, a spending budget. We had an envelope system. I definitely think people should look into this and use it. Okay. Um, I'll, like I said, I'll put the books in the description so that you guys can go check them out. Uh, maybe some links or whatnot, but I definitely suggest you read these books. Um, we had our envelope system down. I mean, we were paid ahead on bills. We were able to schedule our bills in, in a cheap manner where, uh, like the power company was like, Hey, we can give you a flat bill for the whole year, basically tell you what you're going to spend according to what you've spent and average it out. And we were able to pay that like a year in advance, two years in advance, and not worry about a power bill. We were able to do that with our gas bill, water bill. Like We literally cut down our spending to nothing. We don't like going out to eat. Uh, I love cooking. My wife loves cooking. Um, I am I'm a huge fan of being at home and comfortable at home, and I want to have every single amenity that you can imagine at home and that's expensive right so under ramsey i was able to do things with my money that i don't think i would have been able to do the right way so um we upgraded our lifestyle just off of ramsey uh literally went from you know living check to check from gig to gig to having wealth in a big way i'm talking 10 20 grand just sitting around we would have uh, you know, a 30 stack over here, 50 clip over there, just random money. Like all of a sudden, like you'd pull out a knot out of a pair of jeans, get a trench coat out the closet and pull out fucking 30 stacks from fucking two years ago, a year ago, whatever it was. Cause we ran the system for about a year and a half, two years. So 
it was a good fucking time. And that was before we opened the store. And that's what it led me to. You know, once I got my money right, music is fun, but music takes a fucking toll. And, you know, I ran away from fame. I'm not going to talk about all that bullshit. But when, you know, money got right, what was the point of me doing music? Like, I wanted to make music. My, my goal in life was to make money so that I could fucking have my own shop and work on cars. That's all I want to do is my life dream. I want to build cars. And it looks like my son has the same dream, and it's beautiful because I can't wait to. Hold on, I'm having a moment. Mm, my lips are dry. Mm, it's wearing a mask. Goddamn mask. Uh, I really hope that my son, uh, is, he has a love for cars, and, and I hope that he would love to work with me and we could build cars. But that's all I want to do music for. Like, I got the gift of gab. I love making music. I'm making music right now. I got two albums I'm working on. But it just takes a, a toll on your soul and on the person that you are. So it's it's a fucking bitch to be in the music industry. Ramsey taught me how to put my money in order. What Ramsey doesn't teach is how to make money. Basically, you have to be wealthy to, to get the Ramsey way. Like, if you don't get the Ramsey way right away, uh, meaning... So he has a debt snowball to get you out of debt, which maybe I should have said first, but we're not talking about uh, cleaning up your debt yet. What I want to talk about is just uh, the differences between the Ramsey technique and, and the Kawasaki technique. Um, you know, well, you know, Ramsey wants you to pay off all your debt, have three to six months worth of money, emergency fund, have a spending fund, categorize all your money into bills, entertainment, you know, structurally how to maintain your money. And I think everybody should fucking learn how to do that from Ramsey. He does a phenomenal job of teaching that. Uh, got my affairs in orders. And I'm sorry that I lingered off. We'll talk about my furniture store soon too. We'll, we'll really get into it. Um, but yeah, Ramsey will teach you how to use your money and and not be in debt. He's, he's just anti-debt. So Ramsey is anti-debt, cash everything. Uh, streamline your money work extra jobs so that you can cover bills and never spend what you don't have it's a beautiful sentiment in this country that doesn't work all the time you have to make a decent wage in order to get that going and if not a decent wage a wage that's growing so that you're able to build this snowball effect and get yourself out of debt so is the ramsey way the wrong way no is cash wrong no because ramsey was able to get an apartment well, he bought the whole fucking thing with no credit, with cash. That's pretty hard to do when you have credit. Well, so let's talk about the credit. I think, and I'm just, now you can Google this shit, but I think a 720 score costs about $120,000 of debt. That's what you're going to rack up to hit that score. Unless the numbers change, that's what it is. How does credit work? Nobody knows. A bunch of fucking elves get together. They scoop up your score and they just, just make it up. They really do. They just look at your bills and they just go eh, four. And then you go, what the fuck? And you're on credit karma and you get credit cards and you get a car and then you get more of this and you get more of that. And all of a sudden you got like $700 a month in, in credit cards and your score goes shoop. And you go, oh shit, I figured it out. Boom. You start missing payments. That score comes right back down. Credit is so hard. Credit is so hard to understand. In in shorter terms, if you're on time with your bills and you're responsible, credit ain't that fucking hard. But 
life is life and life is not consistent. So trying to build consistency is always key. And that would help with a lot of issues that people come across when dealing with credit. So Robert Kawasaki is the, you know, use debt uh, in a leverage style of, of business. I heard not that long ago, he's like $720 million in debt and he's worth like a bill. But, you know, he's only worth, like, honestly, I think he can cash out, what, a quarter of that? That's crazy. That's only $250 million. If you $750 million in debt, you got to clear that shit out to make that back. But it's 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 a way of business. Like, that's honestly a way of business. You leverage uh, other people's money. You borrow that money and put it against something, and that's that's how you buy a house. You know, you... You pay your bills on time. You'll get a credit card. That credit card will build your score up. You go to the bank and you tell the bank, hey, bank, I make this much money. The bank's going to go, okay, you qualify for this much loan. You find a house that's worth that much. Reason being, the bank wants to make sure they protect their money because they will sell your house when you not when you stop paying and when you're not uh, able to cover that. They will sell your shit instantly. They're not going to wait on you. Okay, not instantly. But if you don't pay your house, no. You got problems right now during Corona. We're not going to talk about it. That's completely different, but that's an example of credit. So let's say you open a credit card, you pay on it. You're borrowing money. That's debt. You have debt now. So no matter what you use, like, cause you're not paying it out of your pocket. Um, and there's ups and downs since you're not paying out of pocket. It's a lot less. You're able to have more free money. Um, that's when the responsibility starts to kick in and you got to make sure you do the right thing, which is completely admirable and, and fucking hard for a lot of people. Um, there's some unsung heroes out there. Boy, oh boy, they love paying that credit card bill and watching that shit go down and bringing the score up. And that's cool. Again, I've been a cash guy for so long. Learning credit now is really breaking my brain, but here we are. Um, is borrowing bad? No, this country's built off of borrowing. Depending on where you are in life, you should know your limits of borrowing. And when it comes to credit, when you get to a decent spot with credit, they'll give you pretty much any fucking thing you want. Well, what happened to me was I paid off all my debt and my score went up, but I didn't know that it was going to come down. But when my score shot up because all my debt was gone and, and we had a house paid off, but we still had a pretty big house, um... It went up and I got offered more shit. They were like, hey, you want more money? I just poked myself in the face. Like, hey, you want more money? You want a car? You want this? You want that? And I was like, oh, shit, we can get stuff. But I stopped myself because the Ramsey way. And then my score dropped crazy fast. Them calls stopped too. Nobody, Everybody stopped calling me after they realized that I wasn't borrowing anymore. So the way the system works is the more you borrow and the more consistent you are on your payments the better your score is. And that's how you can leverage somebody else's money in your favor. Uh, you want to buy a car. You're going to use the bank's money to buy a car. I don't recommend that. That is the stupidest shit you can do. Why? Because buying a car off the lot, if you don't pay cash for it, you're going to lose 27%. What? Right. When you drive off the lot, 17% the first month, your car is going to be worth balls and change within two months. And you're still going to pay a high interest. And most of those loans are those loans where you're paying uh, the fucking interest first, meaning you borrowed the car. They're giving you the car for 17000 but they're charging you 5000 on top of that, which is a crazy fucking rate, right? So they're going to charge you 5000 on top of that, and you're going to pay that first, 
So they're going to take their extra first, and now they can sell your car and make the 17 back. They won't make 17 because it ain't worth 17, but the car wasn't worth 17 when they sold it to you, if that makes sense. They just want to clear that five. Once they get their nut, they'll sell that loan off and somebody else can deal with it. Their goal was to buy it and make that amount of money. That's their business. We can talk about that another day as well. So buy cars cash. Don't use credit for cars. There's no point. Now, opening my business was something that we did right when everything got right. So my credit score went up. Then it tanked. When I went to go purchase uh, a space for my store, that shit was expensive as fuck. And nobody told me how much commercial real estate costs. I thought it was like a house and I'd get like a $1,200 fucking a month little spot with some parking spaces and some shit. Maybe $2,000 a month, $3,000 a month. Okay, honestly, because I wanted a, a, a pretty big spot next to Target. I was like, maybe three grand a month, right? I didn't do my research. Why? Because I'm a jump in first and figure it the fuck out type of person. So... When I go in there, I go, hey, man, I want to check out some property. This is before I was in real estate. I was still buying homes. I didn't know anything about this commercial shit. Didn't care. I was young. 24, 25 or some shit when we opened the store. Maybe 23. I was a kid. So I go into the spot. It's 11,000 square feet. It had two docks in the back. And the whole parking space was literally right next to Target's parking space. I would have a gajillion fucking cars a day passing by. I was like 72,000 cars passed by, over 150,000 cars in the parking lot, okay? So I say, hey, man, how much for this space? And they go, okay, for this one, 15,000 a month. Whoo, bro, when I, listen, I say, hey, that sounds great, but let me tell you something. That's a lot of fucking money, 15,000 a month. Bro, that's, that's, if you really sat down to do the math on fifteen thousand a month real fast, two months is thirty thousand. In four months, that's sixty thousand. Excuse me. Excuse me. Four months, you are sixty grand in the hole just rent. You haven't sold any product yet. Okay, let us continue. That's a hard fucking pill to swallow when you're trying to start a business. You don't fucking have 60,000 just laying around. And that's nothing. That's only half the year. Even if even if you get a decent deal at the front end, you're still, you're, yo, you're over 150, I think it was like 220 a year. 220 a year. Okay. This is hard. I was building a business that was supposed to be for the future, streamlined and something quick and easy. Now, I needed that credit. I needed that credit. So what was I going to do? Go to the bank. Hey, bank, Xabian. I got a shitload of money, and I like to open a store, but I need a line of credit because I don't want to spend all my liquid cash on paying rent. They run my credit, say, hey, man, you don't got credit. You don't use it. I go, I know. I don't trust credit cards. But, sir, you have plenty of money to cover credit cards. You should have a credit line uh, or a credit card. Excuse me. I go, I understand that, but I don't got time. I need to get this space. What are we going to do here? They told me to fuck off, basically. And... What they wanted me to use was my home as equity for the loan, which I didn't have a problem with because I believed in my business, but I kept digging around. Now, that's a big risk. So no matter how much I believed in my business, most businesses fail. That's just the gist of it. You got to try two or three times for that shit to work. Sometimes the first one works. Businesses don't necessarily take off the ground like the way you would think. Trust me, when we get into how my businesses went up and down, it's fucking amazing. Either way. 
they wanted me to put up my house so that they can give me X amount of dollars. And it wasn't even enough. They were like, yeah, we'll, we'll put a lien on your home. And uh, you only got about 50000 in equity in this house. So we'll give you 50000 I'm like, lady, that won't even cover four months of rent. She's like, well, you got to find a cheaper space. So that's what I did. I started looking for a cheaper space. Um, in that instance, if I had a stronger credit score and cash, I would have been able to leverage that credit score for money from the bank to get that space and have my store next to Target and you know, eventually break away from that debt. But it's not recommended. And that's because of taxes. That's a whole nother conversation in itself. So with credit, you can make bigger purchases that you take uh, take the risk off for yourself and you're able to borrow and, and use that other person's money. That's how people flip. You know, you borrow the money from the bank or from an investor and you offer them X amount of dollars for their dollars. And then you got to fucking figure out how to make profit off of that amount. With flipping, you find a house at 70%. And you, you know, build it from there. Do the math. We'll talk about flipping some other time as well, because I, I didn't want to do this today. But I really wanted to talk cash versus credit. So is cash a good thing to have? Yes. Yes. Very necessary. Uh, is credit something to have? I believe so. Yes. Why? Because of leveraging. You know, you, you want to be able to give yourself a, a window, give yourself some space. It's hard to fucking put up big money when you want to start something. These are things that we don't learn. You should have a job while building your business too. Because the bank is going to say, okay, we're going to let you borrow money. But how are you going to pay this money if you don't sell anything? And you can't go, no, 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 we're going to sell something. They're going to go, no, what are you doing right now for money? We need to see it. And a touring artist wasn't going to cut it. They were like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> they didn't give a shit. Like, how much have you sold? Nothing yet. We just started. You know, we had a fucking interior design firm. Or we have an interior design firm still, but I was telling them that I had a design firm and we flipped furniture and we were ready to start our, our you know, open our store and, and really create. Bro, they don't give a fuck. If you had a million dollars lined up in sales, they didn't care. I had $50,000 in, in, in inventory and the 50 in my house. That was $100,000. If I would have had like an 800, 900 credit score with that, I wouldn't even need my house. Like I wouldn't have had to put my house up. I wouldn't have had to put up, uh, you know, much of anything. They could have just went off of my credit. I ended up using my house and then other things happen. Now, don't use credit for little shit. Only when you're building credit. Uh, we'll have a whole building, you know, credit class because that shit is, is, is simple, but it needs to be taught. You get a credit card for $300, pay your Netflix bill and don't touch it, bro. Just pay that Netflix bill. Keep that shit recurring and your score is going to go up. But don't start getting greedy and buying stupid shit and then not taking care of that bill because that bill will get bigger and bigger. Remember, you're paying interest. So if you borrow $100, you're going to pay them $120. That's a 20% interest rate. Most credit cards are like $17, $24 if you have bad credit. Okay, so for every $100, you're going to pay $24 at a 20% credit rate. Um, don't buy shoes with a credit card. That's not the right way. Don't make purchases that lose value quicker than what it, what it takes you to make the money. You know, if you work a minimum wage job, you shouldn't be buying anything that's over $100 that doesn't belong to you. It takes you three weeks to buy something that's more than $100. You shouldn't be buying shit like that. You're, that's why when people say a living wage, it doesn't make any fucking sense to me what a living wage is. What's a living wage? What you eat don't make me shit. You don't know. I, I spend crazy bread a month. Not everybody spends as much as I spend. And I don't expect them to and vice versa. 
I'm sure Jay-Z's life costs way more than my life. I'm sure there's other people's lives that cost way more than mine, but we just don't all have the same life and we're supposed to work towards the life that we want. So, you know, when people say a, a, a working wage or a fucking living wage, bro, what does that even mean? What does that mean? That's the Ramsey in me, right? If you don't got the cash, don't touch it, which you shouldn't. You shouldn't. It, it, it's a cold world. And depending how you want to live, you got to make sure you cover your ass. You know, understand bankruptcy laws. Understand why people go chapter seven, chapter 11, chapter 13. Learn about money. When you get these credit cards and when you get into debt, Use it to build you up and put you in a position of power. Don't do not use it to go backwards. You know, you take a loan to buy a house that's going to be worth more than the money that you borrowed. Not the other way around. Some people buy a house that's at its top, top, top value. And then they're fucked because it's downhill from there. You see, that's a bad way to use credit. If you have cash. And you want to, you know, uh, expand your money like you want to invest you should sit down with a professional and learn how to invest properly. You know, Ramsey has his way of investing. Kawasaki has his way. That's a whole other conversation in itself. You know, Ramsey would say, save your cash, buy your house cash. You know, on the other hand, take out a loan, live in a house. I'm going to tell you this, just being honest. As much as rent is right now in Las Vegas, you might as well figure it out to get your credit right and go buy a house. I think everybody should buy a condo when they turn 18. Your parents should do everything they can to help you buy a condo when you turn 18. Instead of you spending your money on an apartment, I think you should have a condo or you should own something. Your parents should help. I think all parents should help their children own something at 18. And honestly, I don't even think 18 should be the the minimum anymore. I think kids just you got to live the way they do in fucking Sweden, man. They got to figure it out. Maybe just push it up a little bit. Like, I don't think there's nothing wrong with being home to your past 18. Um, but ownership is key. If you want to have if you want to help your kids get out of poverty and you want to help change your family's uh, lineage, ownership is key. I hope I explained something. If not, we're going to double back and talk about this cash and credit thing. But uh, I hope y'all listen like, damn, we really went on a tangent today. Um, thanks to everybody that was listening. Thanks to Popple. Shout out to my first time and last time listeners. I was supposed to introduce the episode as episode 127. Um, my name is Kasabian Lavo. Thank you for listening. Don't live in the past. Live in the moment. Wah! And this that awkward fucking <laughs> don't hang up time. Hey, podcast listeners. I appreciate y'all. I hope I gave y'all something to listen to. I know I was all over the fucking place and I thought I was going to make better points. But we're going to talk about it again. I appreciate y'all. Have a good morning night afternoon whatever you're doing like i said don't live in the past live in the moment my name is kasabian lava